Coming up, we're going to be talking about the Disney Legends honorees of 2017 in this episode of Dispop. Dispop is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect vacation. Visit them on the web at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everybody. I am your host, Rhino Clavin, and joined with me in this episode is Craig Williams. Ahoy, ahoy. I don't know. Uh, is that in reference to your sailing shirt? Um, for those of you out there who are listening, who no, me. it is not. I'll see you, but okay. Well, either way. Um, so uh, they just released um, within the last week or so, I believe, the yes. um, list of honorees for the 2017 Disney Legends Um ceremony yes and of course uh because 2017 is a d23 year a d23 expo year uh we will all be able to watch the ceremony happen and uh, for uh those of you who may or may not remember who may not have followed the channel back then if you go back into our uh, youtube channel on not it's uh the wdw uh, excuse info. me it's youtube.com slash WDW info. Um, you can find our coverage of the 2015 D23 celebration, and we've got um, all the uh, honorees of that year that included George Lucas, uh, the surprise Johnny Depp guest, and uh, many, many more yes. in there. And um, so this year we will be going again. Mm-hmm. covering some of that and so you'll see a lot of uh content from us and some fun uh Diz pop uh, discussions i'm hoping i yeah well see that's is where it's this is why we're doing this one on Diz pop today because um you know Diz pop is pop culture related um yes we can cover things that happen in the parks if they are related to pop culture as well too yeah um but this year, for the the honorees for uh, the Disney Legends Award, it is very heavily skewed towards entertainment. Yeah. Very it's, heavily. It seems like it's almost a um, validation for previous purchases or, yeah. uh, into the, or, you know, absorptions into the company that yeah. have happened and, in years of late. Yeah. And before we even get started in it, um, I'm going to say that uh, for two of the people who are being... Uh, given the Disney Legends Award. Not that I don't believe that they deserve an award, but because they are just a recent buy-in, um, I, I feel like they haven't even earned it yet. Um, to be a Disney legend I, yeah. is a true honor. Yeah. It is a, you know, this for people who work at Disney, I you mean, know, to think like, oh, if you're in the parks, you say like, oh, you know what? One day it would be great to be like a guest relations cast member. Mm-hmm. Then it's, it, it would be great to be able to to work in Imagineering. But this is like the next step beyond. This is the highest you can go. You are a legend to Walt Disney. Yeah. Company. And one of the um, was it uh, one of the interesting Disney legends that was inducted last year that was really cool to see was the first ever Disneyland ambassador um who was uh julie uh Casaletto. i said last year yeah, that was i'm sorry years. i meant i meant the 2015 ceremony it's it that was a ceremony i covered yeah. so it's very um it yeah. was very cool because yeah. that was our first day there and it was it was awesome yeah every year disney legends are uh it's been going on for honored. 30 years in fact yeah, yeah this it, is the 30th year it happens every year but 
the the general public have the chance to sit in on the ceremony on D23 years. So like uh, the year I um, the year I was there was I think it was the year that Steve Jobs was awarded it and John Lasseter did it on his behalf and um, oh, cool. John Goodman was there. <gasps> John Goodman? Yeah. I love John Goodman. Billy Crystal was there oh, too. Wow. I don't remember if they were both inducted into it but they were both at well dick the van dyke was in the audience watching but he's already a disney legend i yes believe. he is okay yeah I, um i've but... had my uh i've taken pictures of his plaque okay it's cool. in the yeah. uh, legends courtyard i was gonna say it seems like such an obvious choice but there are some that you think are obvious choices that haven't quite gotten the award just yet it's yeah. weird, you know, especially when you're saying they've been doing it for 30 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but Bob Iger, um, you know, uh, described it in this this email that they sent us for the press release was that the Disney Legends Award is the highest honor our company can bestow on an individual reserved for those few who have truly made an incredible mark on the history of the Walt Disney Company. Um, he says it's a celebration of talent, uh, a recognition of achievement, and an expression of gratitude to the men and women whose work has significantly contributed to uh, contributed. Excuse me, that was a weird pronunciation. Yeah. To Disney's enduring reputation for creative excellence, and this is where it gets a little weird. Yeah. Um, like you said, so and we'll we'll talk about that in the in the list here. Well, actually, I just kept talking over and over again without paying attention to what I was actually thinking of saying or doing but it appears that since the d23 expo started they have moved to not doing disney legends uh in between years so um and maybe i'm wrong again on that but when i when i just searched it real quick here it, it showed that they were inducted in 2017 coming up 2015 2013 2011 then the ceremony before that was like 2009 so i don't know where i was thinking that they were still doing it on off years but that's bad on me i'm dumb well good to know okay um Let's kick it off okay so uh, uh in in no order i'm just gonna read i'm just gonna read them all okay yeah. um let me see oprah winfrey big deal carrie fisher I, I didn't mean that sarcastically. Oprah Winfrey is a big deal. Yes, we all uh, okay, know. Okay, all right. Mark Hamill, Stan Lee, Julie Tamer. Um, I have lost my place. I should have started on this list. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Clyde Jerry Geronimi, uh, Manuel Gonzalez. I said Mark Hamill. Wayne Jackson, uh, Gary Marshall. Uh, and let's see. I think that's that is it. That's everybody, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine inductees. Yes. I'm sure there will be a surprise. I have a feeling there'll be a surprise. I don't. I don't think there'll be a surprise this time around. I, I don't know if they just did that because they do it for the showmanship of I the think, event. I believe that is why they did it. There was no surprise one when I saw it. And oh, okay. So it was just it was this or in 2013. One. I saw it. Well, let's go into the lesser-known names first. Shall we do that? Yeah, we can. Okay. Um, so let's start with the Clyde Jerry Geronimi. Um, are you familiar with him? Um, no, I honestly wasn't. So I'm not going to sit here and act like I was an expert in 
everyone who's ever worked at Disney. I, okay, I well then not. I I will read yeah. his uh, his thing that they had here. So uh, he joined the Disney Studio in 1931. His first assignments as an animator were for several memorable Mickey Mouse, Silly Symphony, and Pluto cartoons, and he eventually contributed to more than 50 of the studio's shorts. Jerry made the leap to sequence director with 1943 Victory Through Air Power, and he subsequently contributed to The Three Caballeros, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, Cinderella, Peter Pan, and 101 Dalmatians. Um, and apparently he also directed segments for uh, The Mickey Mouse Club and contributed to episodes of The Wonderful World of Color. Um, but the uh, the apex of his Disney career came when he served as supervising director for the 1959 Sleeping Beauty. So last, uh, when I saw this in 2015, I believe an animator from Sleeping Beauty also became a Disney Legends. The, the I say he's French gentleman. He was the background artist. On yeah, it. I so, can't remember his name right now. Um, but um, he was very fascinating uh, person. Who since and I, his name is just evading me right now, and I do apologize. Um, but you but, should just while while I say something about it, you should bring up the list okay. if we're going to keep referencing the uh, 2015. Sorry, it award. was just it was a very exciting moment in yeah. life no, to be I, in the same room with these people. I know? agree. I know that's how I felt on mine. Um, honestly, right there at the end when they say the apex of his career was being the supervising director of Sleeping Beauty. Um, you know, it, it's not a surprise in the early days of the Walt Disney Studios there was a lot of animators that that actually did the animating. Uh, they they did the drawings and you know then going through the ink and paint process there was plenty of girls who never got any credit for what they were doing in the company uh, so once you started hitting these next levels where you started becoming a sequence director supervising director you actually you know your your build on the movie and and in my opinion if you were ever build on any Disney movie throughout the years and all the animated classics you should almost already be a, a Disney legend in that way. Uh, he was a Polish-born German-American animator. I apologize for saying he was French. Uh, he had an accent. <laughs> Andreas Deja. Does, that man, does he not sound familiar to you, the background? Uh, wasn't he the... I believe Andreas Deja was the one who did... You might just have to cut this portion. I believe he's the one who did the genie and stuff. Yeah, he's okay. No, he's not old enough. Yes. There was another guy though. Go to the the legends. The I did class of fifteen. George Bodenhammer. It's not Johnny Depp. Is it it's Ivan Carson. Earl? Uh, yeah, it's Ivan Earl. Okay. Ivan Earl. Okay, so I'll just cut that part. Out. So you, it was on you, and then it was on you. So yeah. Ivan Earl was the uh, the animator I was thinking of, um, but. Uh, I apologize. He's, I don't even think he's French. Um, but, um, nope, says he was born in New York City. So, great. I'm an awesome person. Um, yeah, but it, Craig was right. He was the background in colors for the uh, a Sleeping Beauty. But, um, you know, when you do significant work on a significant Disney thing, it, I mean, it's a, it's a big deal. But, um, Let's move on to the next one, unless you had anything else to say. I have nothing else to say on that. All right. Well, um, Manuel Gonzalez was one of 33 artists selected from thousands of applicants to join Disney in 1936. Wow. Uh, in 1938, he took over penciling duties on the Sunday Mickey Mouse comic strip from Disney legend Floyd uh, Goffredson. 
Uh, he brought Mickey Mouse to newspapers nationwide for nearly 40 years. At its peak, um, his Mickey starring comic strip appeared in 120 newspapers around the world with a collective circulation of more than 20 million readers each week. Manuel was presented a mouse car. Uh, Mouseker. Mouseker? Oh, like an Oscar. Uh, uh, award by Disney in 1966. So... Um, an interesting contribution. I, what I enjoy about the Disney Legends, um, the the award, is that it can go to somebody um, like Manuel who worked. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's when you think of Disney, you honestly a lot of times you think of either the movies or you think of the Imagineers in the parks. You know, you don't think about the other people that have contributed to things such as like this, the comic strip. You know. Yeah. No, I agree. This is uh, it's one of those instances where a uh, where someone that you wouldn't always think of to receive this award is getting this recognition and uh, congratulations on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome achievement. So um, the next one I'm going to go on to is Wayne Jackson. Are you familiar with Wayne Jackson? He is an Imagineer. Yeah. I, he is not, you know, he's not the most famous of Imagineers, but I am more familiar with Imagineers than uh, a lot of the story artists and some of the lesser known names in the animation division. Well, Wayne Jackson began his career as a Walt Disney Imagineer in October 1965, and in the decades that followed, he would put his technical skills and know-how to great use in the development and installation of Disney attractions around the world. Originally trained in aircraft tooling, he began as a technician and uh, a machinist assigned to rebuild the shows from the 1964 to 1965 World's Fair that were slated for installation at Disneyland. That's pretty cool. Um, instrumental in the early development of audio animatronics technology, Wayne would go on to help bring Pirates of the Caribbean and the Haunted Mansion to Disneyland. Uh, he went on to work on the construction and installation of attractions and show systems at Walt Disney World Resort, Tokyo Disney Resort, and Disneyland Paris. That's really awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, I I really look forward to the ceremonies where they do the presentations, too, about the individuals. So yeah. it's one of those where I'm like, ooh, I really look forward to see like what they're going to do for, for Mr. Jackson here. Um, but very cool. Um, again, so you, you've got an Imagineer, you've got an artist, and then you've got kind of the, uh, the, uh, the, the other, yep. you know, yeah. Um, now if we move on to a little bit of the more known folks, um, I will start with, uh, Julie Taymor here. Um, and you know, obviously we know she had a major contribution to Disney with the Lion King on Broadway. Yes. You know, um, she's a Tony Emmy and Grammy winning and Oscar-nominated filmmaker who has changed the face of Broadway with her innovative direction. Her adaptation of The Lion King debuted in 1997, becoming the most successful stage musical of all time. 24 global productions have been seen by more than 90 million people. The show has played in more than 100 cities in 19 countries. It received 11 Tony Award nominations, earning Julie Best Director, Costume Designer, and Best Musical for the show. Her production of The Magic Flute is currently in repertory at the Metropolitan Opera in New York City, and her films include A Midsummer's Night Dream, Titus, The Tempest, and The Golden Globe nominated across the universe, and the Oscar-winning Frida. Tamer is a recipient of the MacArthur Genius Fellowship and an inductee into the Theater Hall of Fame for Lifetime Achievement. She's currently directing Madame Butterfly, or that's what M stands for in M Butterfly, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, on Broadway, opening fall 2017. Um... I have no problems with this, uh, honestly. Uh, any show I've seen on Broadway, which isn't a lot. I won't be a self-professed expert or anything, but uh, no show has ever stuck with me like uh, The Lion King has. 
Um, it's it's the best thing I've seen. Um, I mean, when you think Disney Broadway, it's the hand in hand. Yeah. When you when you think when you say Broadway and you say what Disney's presence was, it's the thing that it's it's impossible not to have the images of the the puppets and the, the you know the beautiful the the translation of that film into this medium. Oh yeah, no, and every just literally, there's not one bad thing about that show. Um, you know, so this is this is definitely an instance where I think even though she's only had one big contribution uh, to Disney through the Lion King on Broadway, it is well-deserved. I mean, the show still sells out every time it goes on a, a worldwide yeah. tour. Uh, it's just this massive juggernaut that is still around, and uh, she earns all recognition. Or she, she earns everything she gets from it. Well, let's talk, about, uh, let's talk about my wife, Oprah. 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 Um, was the Oprah Winfrey show on NBC, uh, ABC? I do not believe so. I don't know, though. I didn't watch Oprah. You didn't watch Oprah. Um, yeah. So okay. Well, while you're looking that up, I'll talk about other things that uh, she did. She starred in Beloved, which was under the Touchstone Pictures banner, uh, okay. part of Disney. Um, she was. Uh, she produced many films for ABC, including Tuesdays with Maury, based off the hit book, of course. Uh, Before Women Had Wings and Their Eyes Were Watching God. Um, those were all under the Oprah Winfrey Presents banner. Uh, she was Eudora in Princess and the Frog, um, which that was uh, Tiana's mother. Oh, yeah. I forgot and about that. Then she will co-star as Mrs. Witch in Disney's 2018 film, A Wrinkle in Time. Um, so my thoughts on this are, yes, she has, I, I believe, overarching, she has contributed enough to Disney. In order to become a legend, uh, having her—I mean, she's a legend in yeah. her own right. Exactly. It's just the 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 the, the, tra- the line of thought here is the contribution toward the Disney namesake. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's that's taken in when you look at ABC as a a part of the Disney company. But you know, having having the Princess and the Frog relationship in there and and being a part of that, um, which you know is it, it it's an awesome film. So I, I think she is more, more than, uh, earned getting a, uh, Disney legends award. Okay. This so one. this, um, this says that it, the distributor was CBS television from 2007 to 2011. And then Harpo studios, 2011, but it says the release, the original network was syndicated and then ABC O and O's owned and operated system. So that they might have something to do with, you know, I mean, not always. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember what year it was that ABC bought uh, Disney bought ABC, but, um, but that that was just my. I was curious if it was the, the television side of things for them, but yeah. Um, regardless, regardless. Um, can we yeah. talk about my favorite next? Yeah. After yeah, you, yeah. after you do your Oprah thoughts. No, no, no. Those are my thoughts. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, so my favorite inductee, uh, which uh, is just near and dear to my heart. The one and only Mr. Gary Marshall. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we can talk about Gary Marshall for... It says they inducted him solely based on his work from Hocus Pocus. I, I think he actually deserves it <laughs> for that. Um, but, you know, it's, we can go back through and talk about Happy Days. We can we can talk about the spinoffs that came from Matt Laverne and Shirley all, just all day. But let's talk about what he did uh in the Disney banner, uh, he w- he directed Pretty Woman, 
as well as the Princess Diaries. Oh yeah, yeah. And God, uh, I love the Princess Diaries. Yeah, uh, he directed Bette Midler in Beaches, and then also the film, the short film, The Lottery, which was shot at yeah. Disney MGM Studios, not at Hollywood Studios. It was shot at Disney MGM Studios, um, and it was it played as part of the backs the backlot tour. It wasn't like. This big. It was thing. like before they redid it in the like, well, before the Golden Girls houses were gone. Yeah. It was part of that backlot tour. Exactly, and of course, Hocus Pocus is one of our favorite roles, where he starred oh, along his sister it. Penny Marshall in some sort of weird incestuous <laughs> relationship, but great, great cameo. Yeah, and uh, they also make sure to mention that he appeared in Race to Witch Mountain in Chicken Little, but honestly, Race, we Race didn't. Race to Witch Mountain, that. starring one. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Well, all we needed was Hocus Pocus here. Uh, of yeah. course, Gary Marshall passed away last year, sadly. And uh, this is it, this was uh, definitely definitely warranted, especially for all of his work under the Touchstone banner. Um, you know, is some of his movies that were really keeping that uh, full throttled during the the late '80s and early '90s period. When, yeah when Touchstone could have easily just dissolved, but they, they needed that flagship so they could break out beyond the PG rating. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, I'm going to segue, because I just saw the segue right here. If, if we're talking about Princess Diaries, we can't talk about the number one star of Princess Diaries without talking about Stanley, the next inductee, <laughs> because right. he cameoed in the Princess Diaries, too. <laughs> Didn't we all? I was there. I was in Genovia. I was Chris Pine's uh, suit handler. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I was not. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so Stan Lee. Now this one's a little. This is where we're getting into the realm. The next three that we're going to talk about here yeah. are, I think they are legends, for sure. Are they? Have they contributed to the Disney family necessarily? Especially one of them in particular. But Stanley a little more than than one of the other ones here. But Stanley got a job as an office assistant. Anyway, we know who Stanley is. He's he's the man behind Marvel. Yeah. Um. So essentially, I'm just trying to see. He's well known for his cameos, and then 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 it goes on to say outside of the superhero realm, he even popped up as a wedding guest in Disney's The Princess Diaries to the Royal Engagement. Stan Lee, the man who essentially invented the superhero. I mean, I know you say Jerry Schuster and um, my God, I forgot the other one. Superman was where it yeah. came first, but 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 you know. I I don't I don't I understand that Marvel has had quite an impact on the Disney company. I don't know how I feel though yet. It's its own thing. I, how do you give me your thoughts on this? I can't I, really collect mine well enough right now. For me, I he's he has gotten so old. Um, well, he's like ninety three yeah. years old now. He is still participating. He's still doing his cameos in the the Marvel movies, as you just mentioned. Still wearing um, his sunglasses. So maybe maybe inducting him in on that basis um but otherwise i just don't know if you can really say well it's like okay well these characters he he helped to create i was incorrect well so he helped to create these characters that are now doing great great things for disney but he's not Actually, I, I don't believe he's doing anything in the movies. Well, here's, besides his cameos, I don't think he's still. Well, they still... own the, the comic books. You know, they own the entire yeah. character. So, 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 so my thing is, is like it wasn't created for Disney, but it, but, but it, and it is such a newer thing to the Disney family that it doesn't feel. 
I guess the idea is it's it's Disney from now until forever. So I think maybe the idea is, too, they want to present him an award while he is still with us, too. Yeah. Whereas, like, I couldn't... I can see in, like, 15 to 20 years them being, like, Stan Lee because of his Marvel contributions. But this is where it gets into a weird area because a lot of the people who have received awards for being Disney legends are people that it's content exclusively created for Disney, yeah. whereas this is content absorbed by Disney. Yeah, like, so we just talked about Oprah. The stuff that she was doing that got it in, maybe it wasn't directly under that Disney banner because some of it was Touchstone. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing goes with Gary Marshall. Disney still owned these properties, and they were doing, they were making this material yeah. during that time. They were behind it. This is something that Disney acquired and Stan Lee, if he was seriously contributing to these movies and saying, well, I think we should go in with these ideas. Um, if he was contributing when they uh, did the Iron Man ride out in Hong Kong, Disneyland, and it was some of his ideas going into that. Um, if he had more than just cameo present uh, cameos in the movies, I, I think then it would be more deserved. But if he's, if it's just like, well, because you have to honor him because he comes with this, then I don't I don't necessarily agree with that kind of I don't I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say he doesn't deserve it. I, I mean I, I I think that essentially it's saying that Disney Marvel is the Disney family and so you can't not Marvel is the comic Disney. Yeah. And so you can't you essentially can't be like, well Walt Disney isn't doesn't get the Disney Legend Award. So essentially, he's the Walt Disney of Marvel. So he, like, I get it. You know, it's the same reason why George yeah. Lucas got it last year, too. Although George Lucas, I do believe, had some contribution toward Disney as well. I mean, well, obviously, Star, Star Tours, Tours, Indiana you know, Jones. Yeah, yeah. So it's like he had a relationship yeah. with the, this company. Whereas you're right. Like, it's kind of like once Disney and Marvel got together, Stanley is already just kind of a retired and, man that's a but figure, you know? That's where my I mean, question is. He is an executive in. producer of all the movies. When so. during the theme parks presentation at uh, the. 2015 D23 Expo, he came out to talk about um, the Iron Man ride. Ah, and he see, came, I was not there. I did not know that. Yeah, he, he came cool. out on stage for that. So that's where I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he's had extra contributions. A to hand in Disney that or the that. Guardians part, Guardians yeah. attraction. So I, I'm not sure if he has. If he has, then great on him. If he hasn't, I, I, I think this would be a weak one. But I think... The next two are much weaker. I agree. I agree. Stanley makes sense to me. Like, even if it's one that maybe it feels too early, you know, it's still, these feel even earlier because I'm just going to say the next two together. Mm-hmm. It's Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher. And, um, you know, they're obviously, um, well, I guess, I guess, uh, Mark Hamill, um, it says he appears on Miles from Tomorrowland, so I'm assuming they mean a voice, since that's an yeah. animated show. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, he did the voice of the Joker in Batman. Obviously, Star Wars, you know, is what it is for. But Mark Hamill hasn't even really been in a Star Wars movie that's been made with Disney. Yes, yeah. he is in The Force Awakens. He literally says nothing, though. You know, um, it's kind of one of those where, like, they're giving an awards into the other thing they've absorbed to kind of give it more credibility as being a Disney property. Whereas, like, we're not quite there yet. You know what I mean? Um, like, my nephew, who is six, and my nephew's seven, like, when they're my age, they're going to – it's Disney Star Wars synonymous. You know what I mean? It's it's Disney, – Disney will have made 25 Star Wars movies by then. Yeah. Um, so – it feels a little 
I'm not saying that Mark Hamill is undeserving of being a legend either, because I do think that he is a very talented, you know, person who it's almost like his work is known is is his work is accredited by nerds and geeks alike like myself and you and like you know people that are aware of this culture whereas i don't think maybe the masses know of all this stuff that he does all the time you know they don't know he's showing up on the flash every every now and then or um uh but yeah um so i I, but carrie fisher i'm just reading this this just caught my eye i'm sorry i didn't realize this and i didn't remember this that she is in scream three yeah i i still don't remember that i don't I mean, like, I kind of have an image of it, but um, also I didn't know that was a Disney thing. Because it says for Disney, Carrie appeared in Scream 3. I I thought that was a New Dimensions thing. I didn't know that was a Disney... Oh, it was a Touchstone, maybe, I think. No, it was was a... Interesting. I, I don't know. I'm going to have to go back and look that up because every year I, I was, I mean, Scream is like one of my favorite horror movies, but I just, it's hard to get to the third one, you know? Um, but... Uh, it says, oh, for Dimension Films, uh, was Jay and Silent Bob Stripe back as well. Um, but anyway, you know, also, like, Carrie, I don't necessarily feel has contributed to the Disney banner specifically, other than The Force Awakens, you know what I mean? I, I, but she's, I'm not saying she's not a woman, a, a woman who deserves recognition yeah. for being, like, a, a pioneer for mental health, you know, for women's rights, stuff like that. You yeah, know? so... Dimensions, uh, Dimension Films was owned by Disney um, oh. and the Weinstein Company. I knew it was the uh, Weinsteins, but yeah. I didn't know it was a Disney. They they own it now, so um, you know that's that's not too far off uh, of the the Touchstone Pictures, yeah, yeah. style uh, uh, type of coverage on that. So I, I I guess I do understand it from. Uh, that um, we also know that she was a script doctor on at least uh, six, Sister Act. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you have to look at that. And, and just in general, I think, and I don't want to say it's because she passed away, but I think based on look at the resume, the things she's done uh, that have kind of went along with Disney, I think Carrie Fisher is more deserved of this award uh, than Mark Hamill is. I think Mark Hamill is the one that definitely should be left off. He has not done enough to warrant himself being a Disney legend yet. I think Carrie Fisher, Carrie Fisher probably would have in the next five years uh, or so. I think she would have became a Disney legend. But the reason they're rushing it is because she just did pass away. Yeah, well, and, I, I think Mark Hamill kind of is going hand in hand with her right now. I mean, obviously it's Luke and Leia, but it's also he's handling her. Uh, is it memorials or ceremony? It, the, yeah, the thing at Star Wars Celebration yeah. that they're going to be doing. Um, so I, I think a similar situation yeah. is going to happen here with the award too. Yeah, and uh, it's not it's not wrong. It is a good time to do it. Uh, I well, just the, don't think it it's... is the 40th anniversary of Star Wars yeah. too. I, I just don't think mm-hmm. it warrants. I think there are other people who have served bigger contributions to the Disney company uh, yeah, over it... the lifetime than these people have and not that it should take anything away from them not that you should say well you know they don't ever deserve it but uh maybe give this award to other people who especially and i really feel bad of saying it this way but there are still legends out there there will be legends that are still alive that it would be almost more fitting to give them this honor while they're still around to like truly cherish it with their friends and families like nicholas cage yes uh, gone in 60 seconds 
Best. Well, I was thinking of your uh, soon-to-be theme park attraction, National Treasure. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And that, too. But, no, I he's, was just he's done a lot. But at the same time, well, he was also in The Sorcerer's Apprentice. So now, as I've said it, he's been in a, quite a few Disney movies. He's, that, he's done a lot. And we let's face it now, Dwayne Johnson is going to be a Disney legend one day, too. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I'm not completely against it. He has one of the catchiest songs of all the past Disney movies. So, um, I, I'm looking forward to that. I just, overall, it feels like this time around, it is more based on... It, it's it's just a little bit way too entertainment based for me on that it's one thing to like have gary yeah. marshall i say good for him julie Taymor, yes obviously uh with manuel gonzalez uh clyde geronimi and um wayne jackson i'll think they do but i'm i'm okay with carrie fisher i'm not okay with mark hamill and like i said on stanley i'm not quite there oprah i I just feel Oprah I, seems I don't like know. a weird this, one. It, I, it does seem it's out of for nowhere. me. It, it yeah. It, if anything, the Oprah seems the no. most left field for me. But but Princess and the Frog and the upcoming movie that she's going to be in, which that's probably it too. They probably book in her to do a promotion for A Wrinkle in Time, and so since oh, she's yeah, already you there, know what? I bet there's going to be a presence for that over the weekend, and they're like, "Well, we're bringing her out. We better make it worth it for Oprah to get exactly. out here." Exactly, yeah, and thinking. that's it. Yeah, good smart choice. So th- those are our thoughts on the uh, the D23, uh, the 2017 list of nominees for the Disney, or not nominees, honorees for the Disney Legends. Uh, and that ceremony will be taking place on Friday, um, July 14th um, yep. in Hall uh, in Hall D23 at the Anaheim Convention Center. And it looks like at the 10 a.m. Um, so I went before. It's actually a really awesome ceremony. And um, I don't know that it was... It was probably completely filled, but it's one of those ones where, like, I know everyone's waiting for the live action on Saturday and the other one. I would recommend checking this one out. It's, you know, then you can say you were in a room with a list, uh, with a, a, uh, you know, in a room with um, Disney Legends, you know? Um, So thank you for having that discussion with me, Craig. And you can look forward to our coverage of this event because we will be out there. We will have a booth. So if you are going to D23, make sure you stop by our booth and say hello. Um, and you can look forward to a lot of our coverage, hopefully some more conversations on the, um, information as it gets released toward the event and at the event and after the event, all that fun jazz. But um, do you have anything else to uh, say? I'm good. Okay. Um, well, uh, let us know what your thoughts uh, thoughts are on the uh, the list. If you're watching the video in the comment section, if you're listening, you can always tweet at us, Diz Pop Show. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that'll I think that'll do it for uh, for this episode of Diz Pop.